0: Welcome to Down in the Den, the very best place for movies, music, video games, pro wrestling, and pretty much anything pop culture. I'm your host Sean Mars Marshall, that's M-A-R-Z, and this is episode three of Down in the Den. And as the previous episodes have stated... This is a particular series. It's going to be a, a nine-episode series. Uh, well, the series itself is a nine episodes, but this particular uh, segment that we're doing is a nine-episode series talking about the tens, the twenty tens, from two thousand ten to two thousand nineteen, and this is episode three, which means we are in twenty twelve, and ah. Uh, such a fun year. Such a great year for me. 2012, I was 31. Uh, 2012, I got married, uh, which was awesome. Uh, it was just a great year overall. And uh, a fun year in movies, music, films, television, everything. So let's get right into it with uh, my favorite movies of 2012. So right off the bat. Uh, I have to say that I am a huge huge fan of Quentin Tarantino. Pulp Fiction is one of my top 5 favorite movies. So many quotables. Ezekiel 25:17, the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the, uh, I can't remember the line, but you, you know, the Samuel Jackson's line. I uh, had me quoting that Bible verse, probably the only Bible verse I know off the top of my head. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, Hateful Eight, so many Kill Bill, man, oh man. So you know, when I heard Django Unchained was coming out, I have to say uh, that I was super. Super excited. Now, this is not my favorite Quentin Tarantino film, but damn it, this one delivered. Definitely check it out. Honorable mention. And if it wasn't for this next film, which is my favorite movie of 2012, it probably would have been my pick. But you can't be a comic book nerd and not say that Marvel's The Avengers is the movie of 2012. Maybe the movie of the decade? I don't know. We'll see. But definitely uh, one of my top ten of all time. And, And it goes to none other than Marvel's The Avengers. This movie was a literal game changer. Nothing like this had ever been done before. Josh Whedon, I feel he really does not get the credit he deserves for making the MCU what it is. This was a huge risk. For the studio because you're taking several different IPs and putting them together you're taking Iron Man you're taking Thor you're taking Captain America you're taking the Incredible Hulk and you are four separate films you're recasting one of the main guys because apparently they could not get along with Edward Norton for the Hulk and so you already had some hiccups there but let me tell you I've probably seen that movie close to a hundred times and every time I look at it I'm still that kid in awe picking up a Marvel comic book for the first time and seeing these larger than life heroes. Uh, nowadays everyone has a shared universe on the small screen and comic books and and uh, DC tries to do it and everyone has a shared universe but at the time This was unheard of. And and Whedon and Feige together, they really deserve all the credit in the world for for changing the industry. And I don't think there's a better director that could have done it than Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon is fantastic with two things, ensembles and strong female characters. He's really good with that. I, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um... And that had it. their little Scooby cast. They had their ensemble. And he's really good because he's a fanboy. His run on the X-Men was amazing as well. So I don't think at the time there was anyone better than to to guide this film and and shepherd this film. And uh, it just had so many fanboy moments. I think the only flaw in that movie was Captain America's costume. He looked more like Captain Puerto Rico. I don't know if they realized that his costume, the flag, was actually Puerto Rico and and not the flag of the United States. But uh, other than that, I mean, the movie was epic. Loki, one of the best villains. And Marvel gets a lot of hate for poor villains. Uh, (coughs) Thor, the Dark World, Malachi. Uh, Here's looking at you. But, uh, I mean... Marvel, unlike DC, I feel they focus more about the heroes. Uh, DC is all about the villains. Uh, Marvel is all about the heroes. And Iron Man, fantastic. Perfectly cast. Chris Evans as Captain America. Perfectly cast. Uh, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Perfectly cast. Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Perfectly cast. Although I, I am curious why she didn't have a Russian accent. Maybe we'll figure that out when her uh, solo movie comes out uh, later this year in May, uh, I believe in May. But uh, even though I loved Edward Norton as the Incredible Hulk, as Bruce Banner, I really love Mark Ruffalo, perfectly cast. Samuel Jackson is literally the inspiration for Black Nick Fury, so once again, perfectly cast. And it was just an awesome movie from beginning to end. Hands down, favorite movie of 2012. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone has seen The Avengers by its box office, but if you haven't, it's available on Disney+. Plus. Check it out. Now, on the TV front, uh, there was An Embarrassment of Richards in 2012. Uh, My honorable mention, and always going to give you one or two honorable mentions, Uh, My honorable mention for 2012 show of the year was Arrow. Uh, When that show launched, it was a really grounded approach to Green Arrow. And you can really see the fingerprints of Christopher Nolan's Batman series. You can see the DNA of Batman begins all in this show. Uh, So it gets my honorable mention. It's really uh, unrecognizable from that time to the day Uh, they've, Expanded the universe so much. and uh, But at the time, you didn't see any superpowers. You didn't have the Flash. You didn't have Superman or Supergirl or any of those characters that now exist in the Arrowverse. But at the time, it was just a really grounded approach to the Green Arrow that was very similar to Batman. I feel that if they had the rights to do Batman, it would have been very similar to Arrow. And so that's my honorable mention. But surprisingly, my favorite show to debut in 2012, uh, 2012, 2012, goes to Girls. Now, I can hear the laughter <laughs> coming through over the screen, but my wife and I love this show. And, and it's really weird because the whole concept of Girls It's completely different from myself and my upbringing. Uh, That show was about a bunch of girls. I'm obviously a guy. Uh, That show was uh, about a bunch of privileged uh, hipster New Yorkers. Definitely didn't come from a privileged background. And I'm as Southern as can be, born and raised in Virginia. So not a New Yorker, not a hipster. Uh, At the time, not fresh out of college, or 31 years old, so not fresh out of college. Completely opposite from myself. However, the show was amazing. Uh, It it was a really cool approach to seeing a flawed character, Hannah, character played by uh, Lena Durham, I believe. Flawed, not very likable. Uh, a lot of the issues that she had were completely self-inflicted from her poor choices. And I guess you could say that goes from all of us, but these were really poor choices and these were truly self-inflicted in the start. of so her parents cutting her off. She had been out of college at this point for two years and still living on her parents' dime. And she was literally disgusted by the fact that they would cut her off and she's in her early you know, 22, 23 years old and it, and it's funny as someone like myself I've been working since I was 15 years old buying my own clothes and of course I had support from my parents and family but really been very independent since 15 years old so seeing that, it was a complete culture shock for me but the stories were great and it was a fantastic cast and that was the first time uh, you really saw a young, uh, Adam driver who, you know, now the whole world loves, but back then in 2012, he was really, no one knew who he was. And we knew he was a star. My wife and I would look at it, uh, every week and we were like, this guy's going to be a star. And sure enough, uh, you know, seven years later, eight years later he's on the verge of becoming the biggest star in the world. So, uh, yeah, 2012 girls, favorite show, six seasons, Available on HBO. Check it out. HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO. Uh, a series or buy of DVDs if people still buy DVDs. But Girls was my favorite show of 2012. Now on the video game front, honestly, as I mentioned, 2012 was the year I got married, and and fiancés tend to not like it when you're behind a controller. Uh, for six hours a day, like I used to be in my previous uh life before getting married, so I didn't have a lot of time uh to play video games in 2012. Besides your your sports games, your basketball games, your football games, your Madden, your 2Ks, your WWE uh wrestling games, those are always a constant. I get those every year. I always get 2K, I always get Madden, I always get uh, a WWE game. Those are always the case. But the other games, I didn't really have an opportunity to experiment, play uh, different genres. Uh, I was too busy planning for a marriage. But I did have time to play one. And it was funny because I downloaded this game on my iPhone. And honestly, I fell in love with this game. And that game was the Telltale series Walking Dead Season 1. Absolutely Amazing. just one of my favorite games of, of all times. And I am a sucker for a good story. And that what was what this game was all about. Gameplay was simple. Keep in mind, you're playing on the iPhone. And later it came out on the Xbox 360, and you can buy it on the disc. But when I first got this, and it was in an episodic format, I would download the episode, and I would literally... Take a bathroom break at work and pull out my phone, plug in my headphones and literally play a whole episode on my bathroom break. It was amazing. And this game was all about the dialogue and the dialogue choices and how these choices impacted your story. And they weren't easy choices. They weren't uh, red pill, uh, blue pill these were choices that in some cases were really heartbreaking and, and wrenching emotionally. And it was truly one of the most impactful games that I have ever played and definitely in twenty twelve. It was the shining star of twenty twelve for me. And keep in mind, the Walking Dead in twenty twelve was at its peak. This was pre Negan time. This was uh you know, second season, third season I believe, and it was really at its peak. Yet, the game didn't focus on Rick, it didn't focus on Carl, it didn't focus on any of uh, the main characters from the TV show or the comic book. It took two original characters, and they became the focus of this game. Uh, the protagonist for this game is a character named Lee Everett. He's a convicted murderer. Uh, I think it's ambiguous on his guilt, if I can recall. And, and you wouldn't think starting the game with a convicted murderer literally in handcuffs in the back of a cop car when the zombie apocalypse uh, pops off would be the best choice for an empathetic character. But we all know the zombie apocalypse can make a man into a monster and can take a monster and and really humanize them. And uh, that's what this game did. Uh, He starts off, zombie apocalypse, car crash, and right then you're thrown into action. You're you're fighting for your life. And it's one of those games where uh, the button flashes and you have a few seconds to hit the button. So it gives you that drama that the TV show does, where in turn... Something can pop out, and I have a second to make a choice. So that was really, uh, it really made me just fall in love with the game. I also had a few playthroughs because I would die sometimes because my reflexes weren't as fast as they should be. But it was just, it's just awesome. And uh, you're tasked with taking care of this little girl, Clementine. Uh, Her parents are are gone. Uh, Died in the zombie apocalypse, and here you are. A convicted murderer in your prison blues and you are taking care of this little girl and trying to get her to her family even though we all realistically know that her family doesn't exist and they've done multiple seasons of the walking dead with some of these characters uh but it was the first season that one was the one that was the best in my opinion Mm -hmm. I, i think A lot of people would agree with me because it was so fresh and so new. And and I've said in some previous episodes how I love the choose-your-own-adventure genre. When I was a little boy uh, reading books in elementary school, if I could get my hands on a choose-your-own-adventure book, I was going for it because it, it put the control in your hands. And sometimes those choices will lead to your character kicking the bucket and sometimes it would lead to a new discovery. So no one does that better than Telltale. Uh, when they went out of business earlier this year, I was heartbroken. So I'm so happy to see that they're back in business and, and making games. But the really cool part about this particular game, that not only the choices that you make, the choices that you make makes the story adaptive to the choices that you make. So you may say something or uh, and it'll have an impact on a particular character that you're with. And that will have an impact in future episodes. And it starts this butterfly effect all the way to the end of the game. Now, does it change the ending? No. A lot of people will say this game had the illusion of choice. Uh, that you're always going to have the same ending. Yeah, that's true. And it is illusion. It's so many variables in life that there's no way that a designer could program every particular choice to have a completely different output as it would in real life so yeah it is an illusion of choice but i always say it's not about the destination it's about the journey and and this game is all about the journey and and those choices that you make so i give it a nine out of ten uh it was definitely 2012's game of the year Check it out. I believe it's available for at Spots owners. If you have the gaming pass, uh, you can download it with the gaming pass right now. And if you haven't played it, hey, it's nothing better than digging in the crates and finding something that's old that you missed and didn't discover that really holds up, and this game truly holds up. So uh, that has been Episode 3.